My name is Matt Brown. We didn't know. We didn't. We didn't know nothing about that. We, we didn't know about what what you're talking about right now, OG. Yeah, man. Yeah, we ain't know that. You ain't text me. You ain't call me. You ain't hit him up. I know. And let's start the show. I would so much rather be bald than have them pipe in fake crowd noise for my matches because nobody cares. is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Friday. Yes, Friday, May 26th. A feel-good Friday. A Friday before Memorial Day weekend. So you know the summer is about to begin. So let's kick off the summer right with not only one, but two major podcasts dropping today. If you're listening to this one, you are listening to the WWE Night of Champions preview. That event is taking place tomorrow, Saturday the 27th. And then also check it out on your podcast platforms and YouTube as we drop our succession finale preview as well. All this is fun. Check it out early next week, our reaction to Night of Champions. And check out the reaction to succession ending. And let us start this amazing broadcast day. Essentially part one or part two, depending on when you are listening to this, to celebrate our Memorial Day weekend by dropping off two amazing podcasts. But before we talk Night of Champions, to see where this is going in the world of WWE, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out our exclusive content regarding this show across all our social media platforms where you can check out our reels, our memes, full episodes, and all of that. And check those out on platforms such as Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at Procomo Pod, TikTok at Productive Conversations, and look us up on Facebook at Productive Conversations as well. So this episode is dedicated to Night of Champions. You know, another WWE premium live event taking place in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Despite the extreme controversies regarding that event, which we go through time and time again, and they are definitely warranted and definitely of concern but you know wwe just wwe just has to keep getting bigger and they have to get as much money as they can and here we are so no need to go through the politics once again regarding the saudi arabian and wwe partnership but to focus on the premium live event itself with some premier matches like the World Heavyweight Championship returning after a nine-year hiatus. And if Seth freaking Rollins or AJ Styles is going to be the one to hoist the new WWE World, or I should say the new World Heavyweight Championship and bringing a new World Championship to WWE. That's obviously the marquee match in this entire event. Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes going at it once again. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending their undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships against the Bloodline if Roman can collect more gold. You also have Trish versus Becky, Gunther versus Mustafa Ali, Bianca Belair and Asuka. Lots of stuff to be really excited for here and see if this particular event can start the summer off right for WWE and we will see if this is unofficially the road to SummerSlam starting that event happening in Detroit this year in July. So 
Lots to do. Lots to cover. This is a very big WWE event. Ryan Page is joining me for this one, part of the Productive Wrestling crew. And let's soak it all in. Time to preview Night of Champions. Ryan Page, it's your turn. Let's do it. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. WWE Night of Champions is this Saturday. In our time afternoon, they're timed... Mm -hmm. Saturday night. Obviously, we have a major world championship making its return, the World Heavyweight Championship. We have Cody and Brock, too. We have the Bloodline trying to take their world tag team titles back, but only this time Roman and Solo are going to step in. Becky versus... Becky versus... Sorry, Trish. Becky Lynch and Trish yeah. Stratus. We have... The women's championship going at it again, a rematch, and uh, both a SmackDown and Raw women's championship. And we have the Intercontinental Championship. Lots to do, lots to talk about in this very important WWE event. Everybody's. What's the word I'm going to say? Everybody's show to definitely talk about and give an opinion on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to say the, the least. Yeah, the Saudi Arabia shows are never, uh, never not uh, highly talked about. <laughs> yeah, never. It's never a smooth sailing, to say the least. No, no, it's not. Interesting stuff this year too. But Ryan Page is here to talk Night of Champions with me. What's up, Ryan? Hey, Matt. Long time no see. This will be good. I'm excited for. Uh, well, I don't know if I'm excited for Night of Champions, but I'm excited for some of the outcomes of Night of Champions at least. Definitely. So you and me will uh, start with the predictions. Alex and AJ weren't able to make it tonight, but they will be back with us recording on Monday and a release mm -hmm. for Tuesday. So you and me, Night of Champions 2023. It is a Saudi show. And as we yes. said, the Saudi Arabian and WWE partnership is definitely a controversial one. It is. And it's only getting more confusing um, as this year, uh, two performers who have vowed never to return to Saudi, uh, never to perform in Saudi Arabia, are on the card in a marquee match. Uh, with, those are Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. We'll get to them in a minute, but yeah, this this is an interesting show. Um, just in general, the way it's booked, who's on it, it feels a little different than the rest of the Saudi uh, shows. I'll say just. Like looking at it, uh, no, the less part timers, right? I mean, you have like Brock and Trish, but Brock's really not a part timer. He's like, he is, but he's like, he's different. He's not like a, a returning legend. It's not Shawn Michaels. Brock Lesnar is still very much active. Um, he's a know. kind of a part timer. Yeah, he's part time in that he's not always there in the same way like Roman is not always there. But uh, you know, <laughs> it's not like Shawn Michaels or Undertaker or Goldberg. Uh, Trish is more of that role, but she's really the only one. Um, it, it just, again, very, very weird. This feels more like a normal pay-per-view and less like one of these like patented Saudi house show sort of, um, you know, feels in a way, frankly, that backlash felt actually this year in Puerto Rico. Uh, I was mm -hmm. expecting more of that. And I don't think we're getting, I think we're getting a straight up and down like premium live event from WWE, um, which maybe adds some validity to the idea that they're trying to slowly integrate the Saudi show from being like this big, you know, propaganda machine and more into just an event they do to fulfill a contract with the Saudi uh, Arabian, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Um, 
and hopefully that's the case. <laughs> um, but we'll see. We'll see what what it ends up looking like uh, when it actually airs Saturday. All right. So with that, why don't we get into the matches itself and let us predict and give our insight on where things are going to go. So let's kick it off. It is the return of the World Heavyweight Championship, the tournament final to decide the new World Heavyweight Champion after a nine-year absence. It's either going to be Seth freaking Rollins or AJ Styles. Ryan, talk to me about your early thoughts on this matchup, and who do you think is going to receive the World Heavyweight Championship? All right, so first... Uh, I'm going to say, be a little down on it. The build to this, this whole thing has been silly, disjointed. <laughs> I mean, AJ Styles is not a Raw competitor. This is a Raw exclusive championship. It doesn't make any Spoiler sense. Spoiler alert. It does not make any sense how they've set this up. Um, I've heard it's a ratings thing for uh, to compete with other shows on SmackDown. I, I don't know. Uh, but yes, obviously the World Heavyweight Championship is probably the biggest like headline. And you look at the show, like... That's a you know that title's returning. We're getting a Raw exclusive World Champion as Roman has become SmackDown exclusive for some reason. Even though all of the other joint champions can appear on both shows, Roman can't for some reason. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> um, I'll I'll say in terms of I've I've actually a piece coming out and I'll ask Ron Sports about this. I'll make sure to share it uh, as soon as it comes out with all of you. But um, please do. I personally think my prediction and with pretty high confidence by the way um is seth rollins is going to win this match uh sort of what i said he's the only raw superstar in this match they've basically hit us over the head with it that he's going to be the world heavyweight champion um i think i would love for aj styles to win this match and i think if wwe just listened to themselves for more than a couple of seconds they would love aj styles to win this match because they've tried to make seth rollins sound like what AJ Styles actually is. Uh, yeah. um, they, they tried to make Seth Rollins like, I'm the workhorse. I was never the guy. Seth Rollins is a workhorse. That's true. But he was very much the guy on multiple different occasions. I can name like four times where he was the, the face of the company very, very legitimately. Um, he was never the outsider. He's had every single title that the company's had to offer. He's won the Royal Rumble. He's won Money in the Bank. Like Seth Rollins saying i've you know never been the guy this is my time I'm, that's silly. <laughs> he just has stupid. the heist of the century yeah exactly he's got so many moments because he's an a-class you know performer um also again he wants to be the working champion he wants to be uh you know there taking on all challengers you know give wwe a champion they can be proud of not a coward who runs away like roman reigns a lot of shots at roman reigns and um well he's about to leave isn't he yeah, Seth Rollins or yeah, Seth Rollins is leaving. He's going. He's in a he's Marvel. He's going to movie. be a yeah. He's yeah. there have been shots of him on set for a new Marvel movie. Yeah, um, he missed Raw have... this week because of it as well. <laughs> That's factual. So, yeah. And by the way, the um, just just so I get this right, he in the new Captain America, New World yeah, Order, the New World Order. Yeah. Um. So uh, yes, WWE has basically sold me. <laughs> and attempting to sell me on Seth Rollins, they basically sold me that it really should be AJ Styles, and they should just figure out how to get AJ over to Raw when he wins the title. Uh, but it won't be AJ Styles. I'm pretty pretty high confidence uh, that they're going to give the the big gold belt, you know, big grandson or whatever, to uh, the future part time wrestler, part time Marvel supervillain Seth Rollins, and he'll be able to carry that title around, bring it onto late night TV instead of Monday Night Raw for the foreseeable future. 
That's my prediction. Now, remember when Roman talked about, yeah, Seth would love my schedule after he called him out in what was I, it was a shoot response, right? A uh, shoot ish. Shoot ish. Okay, yeah. but we could at least agree there were some feelings there. And he did sure. the very same thing. And Roman was right. Yeah, well, Seth and Becky have both talked about leaving to go to Hollywood. This is not new. That's what I mean. As they go into the story more and more deeper and deeper with these Rollins interviews, I'm like, they're really describing AJ Styles. Like, really, they're just describing AJ Styles, mm-hmm. but they're saying Seth Rollins, and they're hoping that we don't notice. And because so AJ doesn't have a uh, AJ's got a a entrance and has an entrance that people could sing along to. That's how he would. I guess, but like, you know, he's got a couple <laughs> of titles, but that's it. You know, AJ is far less prolific than Seth in WWE, but he's got a long career. He's been the top guy everywhere else, but he's never been the face of WWE, really. I mean, he called himself that, but he was a heel, so that, that didn't mean anything. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that they really are describing AJ to a T with all of Seth Seth's promos. It's almost and, like they forgot to, to to add him. They literally put the wrong talent. Right, in. they literally just, yeah, they just wrote it all up, and they're like, all right, we want our champion to be a fighting champion. And they, so they're like, so they're, here's what we want Seth to be when he wins the title. And they're like, who's he going to fight? And then they just were like, I don't know, AJ, not realizing that they basically have been describing AJ the entire time. <laughs> And you have no faith that WWE, the Triple H run WWE creatively, will do the right thing and give it to AJ. I'd say it was the right thing. AJ is on SmackDown. It does make the whole draft a little pointless if AJ wins it. Um, um, No, as I said, Seth Rollins has been the man before. He's been the guy mostly because he is a Triple H guy. So if we're going to count on Triple H to do anything, it's definitely to give – you know, his boy, you know, his kind of first pet project, Seth Rollins, this uh, title. And in fairness, Rollins is a very talented wrestler. He's going to do great with it. I'm sure he'll be around more than Roman is. And so, honestly, the bar is so low for turning up that mm-hmm. even if he is going to have to miss, like, every a couple of Raws every now and again, he's still going to feel like more of a legitimate, you know, still going to feel different from Roman, right? It's not legitimate. Roman feels legit in his own way, but he's very clearly part-time. Seth is not going to become that part-time at least not in the near term so i think it'll be fine but it just is funny they're describing aj styles but just saying seth rollins and hope nobody notices (laughs) and yeah obviously this world heavyweight championship is coming back and if we're taking the words literally from screen with triple h saying you know roman this is they gave this title obviously because Roman is dominant. They they just will never give anybody the title again. They're probably going to try to wait the, the thousand day as I believe Friday. That's a, it's, it's approaching, yeah. Yeah, I thought nine ninety six this week, and yeah, they'll just um just milk this out. And do you just hope this leads to us like even if it's going to be a part time run? <laughs> Who needs championships in wrestling? You don't. You think it'll be be a good. It'll be good. <laughs> His run as champion, yeah, it'll be good. Um, I don't know who he feuds with. I'll be honest with you. I guess Finn Balor, maybe, uh, or Damian Priest, or somebody. Um, they really got rumors f- about the uh, with the money in the bank options. Since they don't want to do the obvious, LA Knight, who's earning it, or he's um, on SmackDown, right? I mean, I guess he could win it and challenge on Raw. I guess that money in the bank could help you switch over. It could get you one person to switch on. Yeah, just quickly with the possibilities with this World Heavyweight Title, you have um, LA Knight here, Dominic Mysterio could be a favorite, and then the the in Alpha Academy, who is just an amazing technical performer, Chad Gable. Yeah, 
to give it to him, but you know, they just WWE doesn't like to do um I what's mean, obvious we'll for the fans sometimes. I don't think any of them are gonna win. Dom would be very funny in the match though. LA Knight will probably be in the match. I think Raw desperately needs to get Drew McIntyre back. I think they need to sign whatever they need to sign to just get give him, him back. He's gotta come back. He's gotta come back as a baddie. Um or he's got to come back as a good guy to take the title off of Gunther because either Drew or Gunther needs to be in the main event picture on Raw stat. Like Finn's going to do his best or, or Damien, one of the two. Judgment Day will do their best to be the first challenger. But outside of that, we got absolutely nobody. I mean, look at the, the matches to determine who's going to be in this match. Mm-hmm. It was there were two triple threats and the heel or the main heel in both of the heels in all those matches were the Miz, <laughs> Damian Priest, and Finn Balor. They have the Judgment Day and Miz. That's who they've got on the heel side right now. Um, it's I, Again, they need to figure out another main bad guy for their show. They don't have it right now. They have got to, got to, got to, WWE, please. Do not let him go join, you know, the little boy combat pool or whatever the heck they're called on AEW. Do not let him do that. I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. It's okay. Get him to stay. He need, we do need him to run a main event heel because you don't have any on Raw right now. You desperately need him. Drew, right? Absolutely. Do the right thing, WWE. And it's cool to have the World Heavyweight Championship back. Should have done the old design because the new it's one close. Silly. It's close. It's close enough. Okay, I mean, I get close enough, sure. If only you could just erase the bit. Sure, let's just get rid of the WWE logo. We know it's a part of WWE already. Uh, you got to. Branding, man. Branding everywhere. Oh, my goodness. So, Cody and Brock are going at it again. And let's just say, the let's just be obvious. Brock's going to win so they can do this, continue this trilogy, whether it's SummerSlam or not. This is what I think. And like, what, what, what really could you do differently? We see Cody get his ass beat by Brock um, on raw in the, um, the various vignettes. I don't think he could even sleep in his own bed. If there was a camera, he'd probably beat him up there too. Uh, um <laughs> Yeah, I think this is going to co- this is going to Brock, and they'll do they'll they'll have their heated third and final match, whether at Money in the Bank or wherever. So, I I put Brock as well, but I, I, th- this time I did a confidence thing. I got five levels of confidence, and one of them is no confidence. I have no confidence in my prediction that Brock Lesnar is going to win, um, and here's why. Mm-hmm. Because it really kind of depends on what the future plans are. If Cody is going to be challenging Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, he's not. But he might. He should, but he's not. Um, Then he's going to win this match because this ends Brock forever. Cody goes on to win the money in the bank. says, I'm taking my shot at Roman at SummerSlam in Detroit. They do their deal. Cody wins the titles. Um, that's not what's going to happen, though, which is why I went with Brock. But it could happen, which is why I went with no confidence. Uh, I think Brock will probably win. Um, I think he probably even injures Cody in this match. Because mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes is a SummerSlam match if Cody is not going against Roman. Cody needs a main match at SummerSlam, and it's got to be with... 
Brock. There's no one else that makes sense. There's no one else big enough, um, especially if he and Roman are not going to touch until January, closer to Royal Rumble, closer to WrestleMania. Um, and so what I think you need to do is you have to write Cody off with an injury. You know, he's already hurt his arm. He shouldn't write wrestle, but he's going to. I think you have Brock take it too far to take him out. Uh, Cody is injured. Maybe I, I wrote here. I think it'd be great if Triple H kind of condescendingly decides to make Cody Rhodes the host of Money in the Bank in London, like a, a totally ridiculous or like special guest commentator for the men's Money in the Bank match. Uh, I think you put Brock Lesnar in that match. Um, and I think you have Cody interfere and cost Brock that match, uh, you know, push the ladder down while Brock's climbing it. And so then, boom, you've re- restarted the heat of that feud. Cody's back from injury, ready for SummerSlam. Brock is just as mad as he was right after WrestleMania because he cost him a shot at that title that he wants. Um, and that's how you get to that final match. Um, and so I do think that you have Brock win. But I, again, I could see them doing Cody winning if they're not going with Brock at SummerSlam. I could also see them going with Brock and still having Cody winning. They could just have Brock attack Cody afterward. I mean, they could have Brock attack Cody and money in the bank. Like Brock Lesnar could just hit Cody and then Cody get, gets a match. Cause Cody's a hothead, I guess. So, um, that's, that's part of it. the overcoming the yeah. obvious finish the story. Yes, let's, yeah. let's make another longer story just for exactly. Just to annoy so, you. I think that, you know, I think that Brock's going to take him. It could go the other way, but I think it's Brock going to take him. They're going to finish their story. At SummerSlam, so then Cody can get ready to finish his story at WrestleMania 40. <laughs> That's one question I wonder about, too. And Brock is hinted at retiring. Would Cody be the one to retire him? And that's what's a cool thing about your theory, um, if, if that would happen. Because what else um, is there to do? And I think he's acknowledged that, too. He like He's not going to w, He's not going to Hollywood. Um, yeah. He's done everything possible in wrestling. Like I, I think, it, and and you might as well, while he's in good standing health, I assume, and still he's only what in his early forties. Um, and I mean, yeah, if you, I have, a, I have my idea for how you would retire Brock, um, but I do, th- and I think Cody, a loss to Cody at SummerSlam could be part of that. But I think whoever beats Brock last needs to feel a little bit like Brock Lesnar. Mm. Cody does not. They play very different roles on TV. You know, Cody is like the 1980s Hulk Hogan sort of, sort of. Yeah. Hogan-esque baby face. He's like the clean, eat your vegetables, say your prayers, do the vitamin thing. Like Cody Rhodes is a clean baby face. There's no gray in him, really. Um, Brock Lesnar is a beast. That's his character. It's always been his character. Uh, even his like slight variations have always kind of focused on the fact that also he's just a beast in the ring. He's a legit athlete. He could hurt you. And so they need to find someone. Again, I don't know if they'll find another legit athlete like Brock Lesnar because they don't not make Chad them Gable. Of course, <laughs> not Chad Gable. They don't make them like that. I, I think maybe they thought somebody like uh, what the heck is his name? He got drafted. Oh, Gable Stevenson. Oh yeah, that's wait. Sorry, that's who I meant. Gable Stevenson. Oh, Gable Stevenson. He was the yeah. Gibson. Yeah, the uh, NCAA champion. Yeah, who got signed, and, and just hasn't shown up since. Yeah. Yeah, did uh, that one WrestleMania moment. You know, fuck yeah. you, people who've been working for years in NXT. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so maybe I think they probably thought him. He's not very big. I don't. I just don't see that. Maybe. Yeah. So I think you have to go totally different direction. Forget about the legit athlete thing. You get like a Bronson Reed, young-ish. Big, very big, pretty athletic. You know, whatever you do with Brock ends with him losing to him or Gunther 
if you wanted to. Uh, not that Gunther needs it. I think Gunther's built himself up quite nicely without Brock Lesnar, but people do want to see that match, um, and that could be a good retirement opponent. But someone who can mm-hmm. kind of feel like Brock, because like when Brock shows up, you're like people are about to get messed up. Mm-hmm. Like you feel that way, and even when he loses a lot, you still feel that way. And so you need someone who can kind of grab that energy. And Cody, I mean, he has it in his own way, in his like John Cena esque or Steve Austin esque way of, oh, he's the main babyface, he's the hero, so he's about to wreck people. But he doesn't feel like a scary monster wrecking people. He just feels like the hero in the story wrecking people because that's what what the story requires. So, uh, yeah, I think someone not Cody needs to retire Brock Lesnar. All right. All right. So whether it's a deep future after that or the story ends, ultimately we see Brock taking it and, um, see you have Cody and, you know, I don't know. Did you hear about the leak, the leak about, Cody and Gunther main eventing WrestleMania 40. We are starting some type of role with that. Is it too early to think such a thing? That is 11 months from now. Well, there guess. Oh, I mean, I would love that. I don't know how you get there unless Cody gives up on Roman and goes after Seth. Um, oh, man. Cody has to be the one to dethrone Roman. Yeah, at this point, it's pretty much. I mean, is there other people who could dethrone Roman Reigns? There's one, uh, maybe two. But and who are those? Seth and Jay. Oh, um, but if you do that, if you do Seth and Jay, uh, or Jay, you've ruined Cody's story. Cody's story ends both stories correctly. If Cody wins, he it gives Cody the ending to his story and it gives Roman the ending to his story. That makes sense. If you don't give it to Cody, then while you could still save, uh, you know, you could still produce a good bloodline ending, you will have ruined the Cody Rose return. Um, yeah, I mean, then, they've already they've already they're on thin ice, but people are still into it. And I think they think it's because they're smart. And I don't think that <laughs> because the story was just on the Cody as a character is just un, un unfuckable. Sorry, but it's true. He's just he they can't. He's too he's too popular. He's too connected with the fans that they can't ruin it, even though they very much tried to. But I think they, <laughs> especially I think with they, the kids, the kids, yeah. he's like. Yeah. The one thing with John Cena's rise, I mean, I wasn't born in the 80s, but from what I gather, like, the difference between, like, if Cody turns into Cena compared to Hulk Hogan, like, with Cena wrestling already had a, a not to say it, he was obviously the face of wrestling, but in a down period. When I, and I think wrestling is, obviously, he'll never give to where it was in the 80s and 90s, but it is pretty popular right now. And having Cody as that person. I think um, we also talk around this a lot because of nostalgia. And you and I are absolutely, you know, as much as we pretend we're not, we're, we're children of the John Cena era. John yeah, Cena, Batista. Yeah, John Cena, Batista winning the world titles. That was pretty much our era. We watched a little bit before, but that's when we started watching. I think yeah. we can, we could just say that. Um, like started watching in earnest. And so we, we know we love John Cena in a way um, and Batista in a way. Cody Rhodes is a better wrestler than John Cena. Oh, yeah. He just, he just is. That's a factual statement. Uh, we talk about the main events uh, back in that time period uh, with John Cena. I mean, HBK is one of the best ever to do it. So I'm not, you know, not him, but like Triple H yeah, that, is the main that, event. That's pretty JBL. much the only solid one. Yeah. JBL's in the main event, right? I mean, Cody's a better wrestler than JBL. He's a better wrestler than Triple H. He's a better wrestler than Batista. 
than John Cena. Like he's just he's also he's just very good. So I think the reason people aren't booing him, even though he's like this clean super baby face, is because he's better wrestler. <laughs> And he's more put the fun work to in. Watch. Yeah, he's more fun to watch because he's good at it. Uh, there's a reason we all cheered for like Booker T or um, Shawn Michaels because they were the better wrestler, right. <laughs> even though they were the, against John Cena or against Batista or against whoever. They were better at it. And so when you watch it, like, well, that guy's clearly better. Like more fun to watch, more entertaining on the microphone. Not the, I mean, that's not true. Cena was very entertaining on the microphone, as was Batista. The microphone was not the problem for either of them. And Batista, frankly, actually did great. He was a big man. He did his big man thing. But uh, yeah, Cena in particular, I think the reason Cody's not getting Cena treatment is A, because Cody got screwed. People didn't like yeah. that. Uh, and B, um, which WWE doesn't seem to recognize, but it's true. And B, He's better wrestler than John Cena, so you're okay with him winning against your favorites because at least Cody's better than them. Like portrays he's that so way much. Correctly. He's like a, a a legitimate athlete. You're you're pulling for too, almost like a boxer. You want to yeah, see? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he just he, he, the connection is unreal. He's very good at what he does, and it's obvious. Um, yeah, and he's just awesome. And um, I love both Cody. Shoot, so shoot, I do this and Kfeb interviews. Yeah, I, I catch him all, all the time. He's really. <laughs> A great guest. And I like all the suits he wears. I'm surprised yes, he hasn't made a, has, I'm surprised he hasn't made a deal with one of these designers yet. Like the face of Armani or he might. Well that, Gucci. that tattoo, man. Yeah, that, that's one hundred percent. If he didn't have that tattoo, I think tough he to, would yeah. he would be all over GQ all the time. Tough to get past that big old tattoo. Look at it. <laughs> Look at it. He just is <laughs> put this on my neck. <laughs> All right, so continuing on, though, we do have a bloodline story again. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the bloodline, but with Roman Reigns and Solo Sikola. Um That story is continuing. Personally, I think this has got to end soon. The bloodline is kind of fizzling out. And, you know, definitely have, again, let's go with the pronunciation. Pronunciation. This is a hard word to say. Second to last episode. Oh, penultimate, yeah. Penultimate. Penultimate, yeah. If this could be a penultimate, or at least the last three, um, Night of Champions, Money in the Bank, and then it's completely at done at SummerSlam, and, and for good, could we start seeing this major climax, top of the third act, and it falls down. But I ultimately see the bloodline winning. I really think they're going to give Cody another belt. I mean, Cody, they're going to give Roman another belt and then, you know, patronize the Usos that way. And it'll be interesting to see where it goes from there. But also, and our great friend, um, Adam Blapier, Dream Guest, said in one of his videos is, there's no reason to have Sammy KO in the bloodline story anymore. There's so many tag teams they can legitimately expand this this division with but because they just love roman and giving him gold i think wwe's just going to give it to them on a show that the he can do no wrong in front of that saudi audience so uh this is the first one we're differing on um low confidence so not no confidence but low confidence i do think that kevin owens the same as they win this um i've said from the beginning that roman needs to lose to kick off the fall of the bloodline the bloodline has felt stagnant because they're teasing the breakup of the bloodline, but they've been doing that since before WrestleMania. Now, uh, for some reason, WWE and a lot of the people in like this kind of space talking about WWE don't seem to see it that way. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, I've never stepped in a wrestling ring. I've never booked a wrestling show. So if you want to discredit everything I'm saying now for that, go for it if you're listening. But I know how to tell a good story. I know how to write a good story. Right. The bloodline is boring. I don't care about this match. I should. I Roman's coming out. I don't care about... They've ruined Sami Zayn, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> Roman should have lost to Cody at Mania, and that should have been the inciting incident that led to the downfall of the bloodline. Instead, he won, and they've just been teasing the downfall of the bloodline. So I guess we need this downfall to happen now because it's getting boring. So have them lose... <laughs> And now it's the now the battle lines are drawn. Roman and Solo couldn't do it. Jimmy and Jay couldn't do it. They're going, you know, that's the warring factions, Ro- Roman and Solo versus Jimmy and Jay. And eventually Solo turns on his whole family, takes out Roman. But this has got to be where the bloodline falls. Uh, so I don't know if Jimmy and Jay cost them the match. That could be. Um, I would hope they don't, frankly. I would hope that they just have Solo lose. Uh, I, they don't want to pin Roman. You want that to mean something still. But I would hope they just have Solo to take a loss and prove that he's not as ready as Solo thinks he is. Um, that would be my hope. I And I'm going to say they're going to do that uh, or something like that. Again, they may have the Usos involved. But I just want to say, like, I think the fact that fans, many fans, are begging to move on from Sami Zayn versus mm-hmm. Roman Reigns is proof that WWE would have been incapable of making Sami Zayn the top champion. The fact that Sami Zayn was as hot as he was and now he feels like nothing shows that they don't know how to book him. They had no idea what they would do with him. Without a Roman Reigns story that people care about, they cannot make us care about Sami Zayn. And that's a real shame because Sami Zayn was so white hot. And I said at the time, I was like, he's very white hot. They could put the title on him, but they don't know what to do with that. And this is proof of that. They have no idea how to keep him hot because they have no idea how to keep this Roman Reigns story hot. And Roman was the only thing heating Sammy up. He really was. Um, that and, a, you know, a Montreal crowd. Like, And so I think they proved that that decision went well based on <laughs> how this has all turned out. They made that decision correctly. But um the fact that they've ruined this main event momentum with Sami Zayn for an arbitrary number, that means nothing because he's still not the longest reigning champion. He'll never be the longest reigning champion um, is really, really disappointing um, to say the least. But um, this is where we are. Um, I think that they have at this point, they have to realize that Roman in the bloodline are getting a little bit stale and that a Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn win freeze, freeze them up to, to fight amongst themselves in a way they haven't before, which is basically the only thing left that can make this feud interesting aside from, you know, an emergency insertion of Cody Rhodes for SummerSlam. That's the only other way. And that's why, again, that's why I have low confidence in this because they could be doing Cody at SummerSlam and they could be trying to give Roman even more titles um, at the time that Cody beats him, like to make him feel even more like the uh, Thanos of WWE. But um <laughs> I don't think that they are. I really do think that WrestleMania 40 is is Roman champ Cody challenger. And so I think that they need to have Roman lose here to begin his separation from the bloodline. Especially with more rumors of him even taking more of a break, even though I don't I haven't heard of any bookings of his next role. Yeah. He keeps taking all these breaks. I haven't seen him anyplace else. <laughs> yeah. They had a whole Fast and Furious 10. Which, by the way, I happened to see, and yeah. it was okay. Okay. I don't want to say it sucked because it really didn't. But um, 
you know that that you want to talk yeah. about things go going too long. That was oh, yeah. good. That was good after the fifth one. Could have ended after the fifth one. Yeah, not even even. But yeah, but that's that would be stretching it. But yes, <laughs> I've, anyway. I've I've lost track of that series. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, Roman Reigns. The question remains: How long is this dominance going to happen? And the last thing there, could we see his first? pinfall in what since 2019 again you mentioned it a little bit in your answers before but anything you want to elaborate on that if they wanted to give him his first pinfall with Sami Zayn, a syrian and even though they just a great way for you know the saudi Arabia. Saudi, again i'm not a diplomat i don't know too much into this but mm-hmm. um the country of syria and saudi arabia improving their relations and a way to celebrate their new partner in crime, they have yeah, a Syrian win. Um, I actually, so I, I get, wrote or down, I should say, get that pin. You're yeah. saying, so I wrote down Haluva kick. I wrote down an ending. Haluva kick in the corner. Sammy to Roman. Sammy rolls out of the ring exhausted, or maybe gets a spike from Solo, who turns around into a stunner. Kevin Owens pins Solo Sokoa. I don't think they want to pin Roman. I think they're going to have Sammy kick him in the in the face to give us that visual that we they think we still want. And I guess <sighs> some of us still want it a little bit. But no, I don't believe they're going to have the Syrian uh, the Syrian wrestler win. I don't believe they're going to have Roman pinned. I think Solo and Kevin are going to end the match. Um, partly because I don't think they want to pin Roman right now. Um, and partly because I don't necessarily, again, seems like everything's safe. There's been images of Sami Zayn overseas already um, uh, doing things in the Middle East. So I'm sure everything is fine. I'm sure that they wouldn't do anything to harm one of their stars, even if they weren't as popular as Sami Zayn is. But just in case, I think that Sami will have a fun match and then he'll roll out of the ring and let Kevin Owens end the match just in case. Um, and I do, again, maybe that's me being overly cautious, but it doesn't take anything away from the story. And I think it's safer personally for everyone involved. So I think that's what they'll do. All right, moving on. The Intercontinental Championship is Gunther versus Mustafa Ali. What's happening here, Ryan, with <laughs> Gunther and the former police officer I learned recently? Yeah, Chicago. Um, oh, wow, he's really had some experience. I don't know how long he was a police officer there, but yeah, uh, potentially. So I actually have two predictions here. The winner of this match is Gunther. That's a lock. That's my a top confidence. I, there's no world where Gunther doesn't win this. Do I think Ali even gets to physically hit Gunther? <laughs> I have low confidence that that happens. I think there's a world where Ali doesn't even get in the match. I think Imperium could jump him before the match. Um, and you know, like, maybe, Oh, well. Yeah, maybe Riddle comes out for like a save or, you know, Champ or Gargano or somebody. Um, if they do have a match, and they probably will because they've advertised it, uh, I don't believe Ali will get to physically hit Gunther. Um, a Gunther will kill him outright, kill him dead, and probably pin him with a boot, uh, like just physically putting his boot on his chest. Um, they've not, they have not cared about this story. The story has been Riddle and, you know, his best friend, Sammy and Kevin versus Imperium. That's the real story here. It's why maybe Riddle comes out during this match. Um, 
but they're not certainly not going to <laughs> yeah bro uh they're certainly not going to have gunther lose yet he's on his way to breaking a record um and he of all the people here who are getting records deserves it yeah <laughs> right he's really <laughs> elevated that title to mean something um and used it to elevate himself it's been very mutually beneficial for both parties uh so gunther's reign makes sense and he's just gonna chop uh lead beat uh pieces um and Ali was I think a free agent. I don't think Yeah, he's, he's a free it. agent. So maybe he shows up at NXT or SmackDown or not at all uh, after this. I don't know. But yeah, Gunther is absolutely gonna win this. It's a lock. 100 percent We have a rematch of Bianca Belair and Asuka mm-hmm. for the Raw Women's Championship. Ryan. Two SmackDown is- stars, yeah. Two SmackDown stars compete for the Raw Championship. Ryan, Asuka's one of your favorites. Will she finally be put over? Well, what did I say before WrestleMania? I said, Bianca winning at WrestleMania is too important, even if the reign is a little stale. Now, did she have to beat Io Sky at Backlash? No, she definitely didn't need to do that. They just wanted to do that. But, um, <laughs> However, because they did that, because they went there, uh, Bianca has already broken the record. Bianca is the only one of these record-holding champions who has physically broken the record before the Saudi show. I believe that this is the title change on the show. Then obviously the new champion will be the title change from vacant to a champion. I think Asuka, with mid-confidence, is going to finally win this time. Um, I predicted this at WrestleMania. I said it was going to be a backlash. It wasn't because they didn't fight a backlash because the draft is silly. But now that they're fighting again, um, I think that they're going to have Oscar winning. I also think that there's a world in which they want to fix this uh, women's titles on the wrong show thing, <laughs> but they don't want to do the hand over the belt or else bit that they've they did last year. And I can see, especially if they somehow get an AJ win on that world title. By the way, uh, I can see Oscar heading over to Raw and Rhea heading back to SmackDown. It gives Rhea versus Bianca, which they teased after WrestleMania. We can have that now at SummerSlam for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Asuka's back on Raw, doing a Raw thing with the Raw women. Um, You know, Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, all those people could be great opponents for for, um, Asuka at SummerSlam. So I think that Asuka makes the most sense because she's the most flexible. They could get her back over to Raw um, and fix this whole title thing with a trade of the people instead of a trade of the titles, which has always been incredibly stupid. And you don't want to do that with Bel Air because um, Montez Ford and Angela Dawkins are on SmackDown and they're, you know, a unit. So you don't want to separate a family from their touring schedule together. So, yeah, I think ultimately that's what will happen. Um, uh, pretty confident in that. Not super confident, like mid-tier confident. I think Asuka's finally going to get that win. Yeah, let her truly... Correct me if I'm wrong. I know she was given the belt by Becky. She's won first it time. as well. She's won it before. But she has won it. She has won it for real. Okay, so, you know, of all these times and talking about her legacy and letting her finally get that moment in the spotlight, you know, you do it thousands of miles away from WWE's home country. That's all right. Just, again, as long as I, they win it. But she's the most yeah. deserving. And, and they always talk about this is a real chance, especially knocking down the Cena-like figure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's time to give some adversity to Bianca and don't go through the uh, same thing well, problems you have with Cena. So I, I keep talking about what I wrote. I actually have written uh, about this. Um, mm-hmm. And 
I'll say it outright. Bianca Belair is not John Cena. She's significantly better. Uh, similar to what I said about she's Cody. Bianca Belair. Yeah, she's she's more talented than John Cena. Just about every metric, except for maybe the microphone bit. Um, uh, her her story is better. John Cena's origins. She's he's got so many different characters. None of them particularly likable, to be completely honest with you, my, except for his current character, which is old wrestler you watched while you were growing up. That is John Cena's current character. He is a nostalgia act through and through, and that works for him. But all of his current characters, when he wrestled there, were kind of dicks, all of them, <laughs> including the ones meant for children to idolize. Uh, Bianca Belair is not. Uh, she has her own real-life battles that she's overcome. Uh, she So I don't think – I think they could go on longer without the fans really turning on Belair. They do a little bit, you know, backlash. They boot her a little bit, but – uh, mostly, I think that the fans will, even if they boo her for fun every once in a while, they'll still cheer when she comes out, still cheer when she wins. Um, so I don't know if you need to turn her heel. I see people saying that. I think that would be a waste. I think Belair versus Ripley is a good match, and I think that you can free that match up from happening, uh, even if it's through Money in the Bank. Uh, you can free that match up uh, by having Belair lose the title here uh, and then figure out a way either by trading Rhea to SmackDown she is SmackDown's champion, so why would you do that? Of course, uh, or by uh, you know having Bianca win like the the Money in the Bank for the women's side and say I want Rhea Ripley. You know I've already fought Oscar, we've had great matches, but now I want to take on SmackDown's title, bring it home to the blue brand sort of thing. I like that. Really, really good stuff there. Now let's talk about Rhea. Yeah. And her match, Rhea, Rhea Ripley versus Natalia for the Raw. Sorry. For the SmackDown Women's Championship, even though they are on Raw. <laughs> so, Ryan, um, is this just to f- check off the Raw Women's title for Night of Champions? At first I thought that, but I, then I realized Austin Theory is not wrestling on this show, which means it's not all the titles on the line. Roman's titles are also not on the line, famously. Um, so they didn't have to make this match happen. They chose to. Um, I will say <laughs> Natalia has been in, like, all of these. So I'm thinking the crown prince as a, <laughs> that's his favorite. He's gone, ahead. he's gone ahead. He's stuck a little looks. He at a Natalia's thirst trap uh, pictures on Instagram or whatever. I think he's, he's taking a little <laughs> peek. And he said, Actually, I need Natalia on all these shows. She was in the, like the first women's match ever in Saudi Arabia. I believe Natalia was <laughs> in that. Like she's in Saudi Arabia. She's actually a big deal. Not, because she wins, but because they keep putting her in these big matches. Um, so it's just kind of weird that, so I'm starting to think that he, she's a special request from the crown prince. Um, the Royal family loves Natalia. I don't know what that means about Natalia's person, but I think it's true. Um, I, I mean, Ray is going to win, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. I don't Does, is, is it going to be, right. yes. Is correct. it going to be as bad as uh, if Gunther's going to beat uh, Mustafa Ali? No. Ray uh, beat up. It'll be bad, but it won't be as bad. Uh, That's my thought. Natalia, they don't have enough, frankly, they don't have enough women to do that. They need to keep Natalia looking semi-strong, so next time they go to Saudi Arabia, she could challenge for one of the titles. Um, You know what I mean? Like, they have to keep the women a little bit stronger than the men because there's less less of them uh, on the roster. Uh, So I think they'll do kind of what they did with Zelina. They'll give her 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 bright spots, and then Rhea will ultimately end up winning. Uh, Whereas Gunther, I don't believe, will give Ali any bright spots um, or really any 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 reason for celebration. To be honest with you, Uh, my favorite. No reason for celebration match. 
but for the soul of beating somebody up for the hell of it when Goldberg had to avenge his uh what his loss his from um oh no that's not his son <laughs> right right but he lost oh, that match. he no the the match no no not from Saudi Arabia I'm saying when he beat up Dolph Ziggler oh. after um <laughs> after yeah. um after his disaster match with the Undertaker yeah he yeah. to be somebody to beat up for the hell of it. Yeah, and he did. I, I had a really bad match, so I got to beat up Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> what a good sport in that. That's um, what Gunther will do, but meaner. <laughs> yes, meaner mm-hmm. indeed. And then the last match to discuss here, one I'm probably the most excited for, even Same. if it's somewhat predictable, but it really is a good story with... Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus going at it in a singles match, the championship of respect, I guess. And after a legitimate burn, you think walking like a dog is bad, which I bet that was that was a, that was cold. Whether that was written yeah. or not, that was a cold statement. No, I mean it was definitely that was a burn. Uh, let me ask you. So we've only differed on one pick so far. Who do you think wins this match? I think giving us Trish Stratus to keep that nostalgia. I do too, man. Look. I thought we got to go. So we are literally the only difference is the bloodline match. That's well, this is a pretty easy match, a pretty easy card to predict with how these stories are going, and especially. Well, I could see you Becky know, winning. I, I don't think th- she will. I think it's Trish, but I mm-hmm. could see it. Like I wouldn't be shocked if Becky won this match. Oh yeah. Um, I think just this, this this whole card though is just very predictable. With yeah, there's definitely heavy favorites. You yeah. can see you could see it turning. You know, like I said, you could see Brock or Cody. You could see Oscar or or Bianca. Like there's worlds where you could see, but I think for the most part, with the exception of that Bianca Oscar match, there are heavy favorites um, for all of them. Uh, although I don't necessarily know if I think the Bloodline's the heavy favorite, which I think a lot of people like yourself do think they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, for this match. Um, some people are down on this match. I've seen because Trish is, you know, uh, Trish. But by and large, those people are wrong, and that's okay. You could be wrong. I'm wrong most of the time, but this time <laughs> you're wrong and I'm not. Um, it's gonna be a fun match. I like Trish is not as good as Becky. Like I get that. Like phys- like in the ring, she's certainly not now because she's much older and you know semi-retired. But realistically, she was never as good as Becky. Like Trish Radish and Lita, the the two who created women's wrestling as we know it today, pretty much the entire women's roster, with a few very unfortunate exceptions, uh, are better than they are at wrestling. Right. And most of them, uh, no offense to them, but they were designed as yeah. eye candy, which that was yeah. Was- too bad because I'm sure if I'm sure with proper training and yeah. you know, not only, you know, look look, the women match. And exactly. and it, with legitimate degrading matches and it's it's terrible. I mean, the bark like a dog. Yeah. And now they got for a legitimate revolution here mm-hmm. in and women's so, wrestling. But and they were and then what I believe they were picked as like Trish was a fitness model, not an actual like athlete. Right. Yeah. And I mean, Lita was a trained wrestler, I believe, down in uh, like lucha libre style. Yeah. But also. She, Again, she didn't need to do the actual lucha style. She was a woman. She just mm-hmm. needed to be a woman, and that was really it. And, and she could do, and she and could do a flip, which was great. She's a woman. Yeah. And she could do a flip, and that was cool. Vince was like, "Absolutely, I'm into it." Um, <laughs> and so I just 
but anyway, that's not the point. This match will be fun. The story for this match, this is the best story that they've told. Yes, it's even better. It's better than the Bloodline currently, uh, or this Bloodline iteration. It's even better than the Adversity Cup that Cody's competing in. Uh, you know what I mean? Like the Adversity it, Cup. <laughs> yeah, this is this is better than all of those storyline. Um, in my opinion, Trish has been great. Becky's been great on the microphone and all this. Um, I think Trish probably cheat. I don't think it's clean. Um, I don't think Trish is leaving it either. Uh, Lita, for one thing, has not come back from being attacked. Um, <laughs> we need to tie that bow up either between Tr- you know Lita joining Trish or Lita attacking Trish. Like at the bare minimum, and we got to give Trish and Lita. one more Lita Trish. Oh well, yeah, I believe that they should have a match. Um, I also believe it should be for the title and it maybe maybe it doesn't have to be for the title but it should be but even if it's not it should main event a pay-per-view because those two have main evented raw uh they're not the first women to main event raw actually but they're the first actually they are the first time the first time women main evented raw stephanie mcmahon was in the match and for anyone who's watched stephanie mcmahon wrestle they're not real matches (laughs) um but it was the main event match at raw um so yeah the first time it was a real match for the women's title was was uh, on Raw was uh, Trisha Lee and that that was a very big milestone in women's wrestling. I think they need to run that back. Main event, a premium live event, and I mean the real main event. I don't mean this. You know, there are seven main events on this seven card show. Like, no, or seven match card. Like, I need them. I need them to be the last two people out, to, and I need the winner of that match, be it Trish or Lita, to be the last person that fans see. <laughs> They've earned that. They deserve that. And I think this story is essentially telling that. Like they did earn that. Like Trish is a heel, but she's also right. Like Becky Lynch. I love the justified heel stories. Yeah. Always have. And so I, I but I think ultimately, regardless of what they're gonna do with that, regardless of if Trish enters the title picture, which I think could happen, um, she's gonna cheat to win. Um and I'm you know, I'm actually silly confident that this is gonna be the outcome, which might be my undoing because it could easily be Becky. But I do think Trish cheats to win um, and then they continue at SummerSlam or they bring Lita back into the fold, something like that. Yeah, as long as it's a good match and we know these two- It'll be fine. Are the best workers for a reason. And regardless, it's just gonna be a lot of fun and we could really enjoy it. But yeah, Ryan, we hit up the um, seven matches. Let's see how this all unfolds on Saturday afternoon and go on the Peacock Network. And you know what was the funniest thing about Peacock this week? <laughs> HBO turned into HBO Max mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I don't know why they're taking your flagship name off it. Even You're merging with Discovery Plus. Who knows? But anyways, Peacock tweeted, don't worry. We're not going to take the first part of our name. P. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watching wrestling on, uh, I won't say it, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, man. The uh, W, you know, the Evan Roberts, he always tries to make that joke. I was watching the cock this weekend. <laughs> and, you know, him and Matt Cardona, and him and the Carter Roberts show versus Matt Cardona, that was an entertaining two weeks tweet fight. And then I saw him. Maybe yell he's at, coming back. Maybe he's coming back. I saw he's Matt Cardona yell at some wrestling writer. That guy doesn't seem oh. really happy. He, ah, he says happy he's then. he says he's happier than he's ever been. So, mm-hmm. I yeah, we'll trust see. people. I guess gotta trust people. Take their word for it. 
<laughs> and random thing, um, where, um, geez, I lost my train of thought. We saw Edge do this emotional Instagram post before the tournament began, only to see him lose. And right whether that was a, whether that was a shoot post or not, it was interesting. Do we see Edge make it any impact at all, or was he just, you know, for a solid 48 hours, people thought, you know what, fuck Seth winning this title. Give it to Edge. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it had Edge been in the match, this Marvel news would have made that even worse for Seth. Um, <laughs> seriously. I, I, again, I wrote about why I think Edge should have won his missed opportunity. Um, yeah, win back the title he, that was taken away from him back in right. 2011, 12 yep. year, a 12-year journey. I think that, I mean, you ask if he's going to be involved in Night of Champions? No, no, I'm saying it for the future. It doesn't seem like he will come in the show. Uh, No, unfortunately. If he was on Raw, I could see him being a part of the main event pool for that world title, the World Heavyweight Championship. Again, very similar story to what you said. But, I mean, he might challenge Roman Reigns. Why not? Someone's got to. But (laughs) he's not going to beat Roman Reigns. Um, Also... It sounds like he wants to retire soon. Uh, in August, I believe they're competing in Toronto. He said he wanted to, you know, retire there. I don't know if that means his last match is on that. It's like a SmackDown, uh, but I think it's also <laughs> the, the SmackDown after SummerSlam. So again, it would have made sense to have him win this title, lose it at SummerSlam, maybe to Seth, and, and then you know, announce his retirement on the SmackDown you know, after being a Raw superstar for three months, going to SmackDown, which he was part of the SmackDown 6 back in the day in Toronto saying, you know, last Saturday was my last match. You know, the better man won. You know, I love that title. I love these fans. And it's time for me to go home. Um, that would have made sense to me. Essentially what I wrote in that article. Check it out. I'll send that out too. Um, mm-hmm. But... Uh, they didn't do that. I don't know if that means they're just going to retire at SummerSlam anyway. I mean, he just has a big match with somebody and loses. That that could that could do. Um, maybe John Cena will be around. Uh, that would be interesting. Um, or maybe he's not retiring yet. Maybe he'll be at WrestleMania 40. You know what I mean? Maybe that's where he retires. Um, and he doesn't care that much about the uh, Toronto thing. Or I mean, they'll be in Toronto another time, I'm sure. So. Maybe he just waits a little longer. Maybe he's not as close as he made it sound in that post. But that post made it sound like retirement was very close. Um, And so, again, if that was just to build heat for himself going into that tournament, great. I bought it. (laughs) Um, If it's real, also great. You know, pursue your bliss, live your life. You know, don't stick around someplace that you don't want to be if you can help it. Um, But it felt very genuine that the road was almost ending. And I think that that means it could be ending, you know, as soon as about SummerSlam. Well, let's appreciate every time we get to see edge. Yeah. All right, Ryan, I will see you on Monday and we are going to drop this on Tuesday. We're going to drop the reaction on Tuesday. Can you just plug where we can find your wrestling writing one more time? And don't forget to send me the link so I can put it back in the description page. 
Yep, yep. Uh, I, I mean, you, last word on sports, pro wrestling, or the daily DDT, but uh, you know, part of fan sided, um, or just at RPP95 on Twitter. I pretty much always like retweet and or like and quote tweet whenever those get posted, and if they don't get posted by the actual site. I post them anyway, uh, for the most part. So um, definitely check those out, uh, especially heading into uh, Night of Champions, because I mean I've talked about like half of this stuff on there too. So if you want more, you know, more talking from me, and why wouldn't you? Of course, um, <laughs> then you can take a look at some more of my thoughts on these uh, very various subjects heading into Night of Champions. That's what I'm talking about. All right, Ryan. Thanks again. We will react on Tuesday. All right, sounds good, Matt. All right, Ryan Page, the great internet wrestling commentator that he is. Great job, as always. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all our social media platforms. We're on Instagram, at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter, at Pod. We're on TikTok, at Productive Conversations. And check us out on Facebook as well, at Productive Conversations. So we will return on Tuesday reacting to Night of Champions. We will also return Tuesday to react to the Succession Series finale as well. As you can see, we have dropped two episodes today. One regarding the Night of Champions preview, which you are listening to right now. And then check out the Succession series finale preview across all podcasts and platforms and YouTube as well. And we should have AJ and Alex returning to the crew on Monday. They can react with us. They were both busy tonight. But yeah, this is some good stuff ahead. Now let us enjoy our Memorial Day weekend. Be safe, make good decisions, do the right thing, and enjoy every second of it. The summer is here. Wow, summer 2023, and let's make the most of it. I want to thank Ryan Page for coming on and previewing Night of Champions with me. I want to thank Alex DeJesus for what he does behind the scenes. And I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for always being there and always supporting us. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family. And I'll see you on Tuesday to react to WWE Night of Champions and to react to the series finale of Succession. Please win it, Kendall. All right, have a great, great weekend, everybody. Peace. All she needed was some.